Well, good morning. Uh, this is John Murtha coming to you from WNZN.org radio station, and we're coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. We're very happy you tuned in this morning and hope that all of you are safe and doing well this Memorial Day weekend. Uh, actually, Memorial Day is going to be Monday. But um, just kind of like coming out of this COVID-19 sequestering, and I know everybody's feeling better about the good weather being here. So I'm here in the uh, our studio now with my good friend David Abood. Good morning, hey, John, David. Great to be here with you today. And his son Tristan. Tristan, good to have you on board. Good to be back. Yeah, from college, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. We're done. Yeah. You're you're in between college and lifeguarding, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> cool. That's good. Good. So, David, I remember um, yeah. we both discussed actually for the past two weeks, I think maybe even three weeks here at the radio station, on. Um, the whole thing with the spirit world yeah. and that when, you know, many people have different interpretations mm -hmm. and what they think is there is a spirit world, there's not a spirit right, world. Right. But when you look at the Bible, uh -huh. what you get is a biblical worldview. We call this a biblical worldview. What does the Bible say? For example, evolutionists would say man is just a higher primate, just yeah. on the evolutionary scale, where the Bible would say, no, man is made in the image of God. As it says in Psalm 8, man is made just a little bit lower than the angels. And it talks about, you know, the great value each individual person has because of this. But it also talks about a spirit realm. And it's occupied by angels yes. and demons. Yep. And as we went through that, we won't go over that from a couple of weeks ago. But we don't know the number. Mm -hmm. uh, it's implied in the scripture that's a great multitude. Yeah. Great, 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 mm -hmm. yep. thousands, mm -hmm. thousands, mm -hmm. what they call a host or a many mm -hmm. host. Uh, same way with the demonic realm. And what seems like has happened, uh, real quick survey of what we talked about, is God created angels at the beginning, mm -hmm. prior to the creation of man, uh, to, mm. to, to, to display his power, his yes. glory, his love, mm -hmm. even to these spirit beings, which means they don't have a, a body, a fleshly body. Right. But sometime during this process, an angel titled, uh, the name Lucifer, we see this in uh, Isaiah chapter 14, Ezekiel chapter 28, rebelled. He yep. wanted to be like God. He wanted to ascend above God. Uh, this is a common theme that he wants worship. He was never entitled. Only God is yeah. entitled to worship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it'll say in Revelation chapter 12 that he is kicked out of heaven. He's mm -hmm. expelled from heaven. Right. And perhaps in the process, he takes a third of the angels in this rebellion and hence, this is what we would call today demons or unclean mm -hmm. spirits. And we're going to look at that, the effect that they have or the influence they have in the life of an unbeliever. And then yeah. perhaps later on the life of a believer because they are different. Yeah. We're going to see this in a moment. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're first going to look at the, in the life of an unbeliever. Now, one of the biggest things, of course, mm -hmm. we know a very easy scripture to memorize that really contains a lot of information is John chapter 10 verse 10 which where Jesus speaks and says the enemy comes to rob mm -hmm. to kill and to destroy yep. but Jesus says same verse but I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and of course life is salvation and life more abundantly is the life we enjoy as believers doesn't mean we don't face persecution or setbacks but nevertheless we have a good life right and then, of course, eternally, we have a very good life. So Jesus says, yeah. I come that you might have life and life more abundantly, but the enemy comes, rob, mm -hmm. kill. So let's look at that. What does he want to rob? What would Satan want to rob? Or demons, yeah, in, just in general. What would he want to rob? What would he want to kill? What would he want to destroy? Well, the original reason why Satan... Oh, the original reason why Satan fell was because he wanted to actually take God's position, which inevitably would mean that he wanted glory to go to himself. So he would, mm -hmm. per se, want worship right. as one of the things. Right. He, he, he's robbing. Yeah, good point. He's trying to steal yeah. something that didn't belong to him. Right. That is to say, mm -hmm. worship the glory of God. Okay. The position that God had placed him in. Okay. Any other thoughts on this? What does he want to rob? Mm -hmm. What does he want to kill? Well, well, he wants to keep us dead, you know, primarily in the fact that he doesn't want us to, to follow Christ. So, you know, he doesn't want us to get any of the word of the gospel about Christ because, mm -hmm. you know, if it, when you are centered on Christ and you start to follow Christ, you have eternal life and, and you win the battle against him. So his focus is regardless 
of how you got the word, even if you just got a snippet, it's to take it away from you. And the way he can distract is just with the world today. You've got gaming, you've got social media, mm. you've got the internet, you've got <clears throat> Facebook, you've got pride, you've got, uh, you know, all those things that relate to our human flesh. And he goes after that. Right. Yeah. Now, in terms of killing, mm -hmm. what, did, what did God tell Adam and Eve at the very beginning? Mm -hmm. The day you partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right. you will die. Surely, surely die. die. Right. Did Satan know yep. that if, if they listened to him and disobeyed mm -hmm. God, what would happen to them? They would surely die. die. Mm -hmm. Right. So he knew he was leading them to death. Absolutely. If they would, so yeah. he comes to rob, kill, mm -hmm. and destroy. He yeah. was robbing them of paradise if yeah, they right. would follow his instructions. Mm -hmm. He was killing them spiritually yep. or assisting mm -hmm. in that. Mm -hmm. Let's put it, he was an accomplice. Mm -hmm. And then to destroy. He's out to destroy marriages. Mm -hmm. He's out to destroy friendships. Oh, yeah. He's out to destroy churches. He's out to Families. destroy the mind. He hates the family. Too. The mind. Yep. And you the know, mind. Right. through drugs, mm -hmm. through alcohol, through all these other all kinds those addictions. Of yep. He he his thing is bondage. Uh -huh. Whereas Jesus says, "You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free." Mm -hmm. And you look around the world today in terms of addictions. Oh yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. we, we we could spend a whole <laughs> a whole radio show yeah. on the addictions. Uh -huh. And that's not what God, God wants us to live. Right. But to your point, David, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, if you find that, Tristan, it, it, it really kind of speaks to you what you said, David, where he wants to keep us in darkness. Now, this is unbelievers we're speaking of, his right. influence in the lives of unbelievers. Right. 2 Corinthians 4, 4. What's it say? 2 Corinthians 4, 4. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Now, what yeah. is he doing? Blinded the Blinded minds of the unbelievers. Eyes. Now, think about this. Mm -hmm. People might hear the gospel. They might, at a time, think Christ. about God. Yeah. But somehow, he's uh -huh. able to keep a mist. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, yeah. don't look at this. Don't listen right. to this. Don't go to church. Don't believe that. You know, and all of a sudden, people are going along, and they're blinded until you reach a point mm -hmm. where the blind... That's what it'll say in the next verse. In verse 5 uh -huh. of... Four, all right, so 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. Okay, there, now the proclamation. Mm. Yeah, and so in terms of blinding, he's always trying to do this. The primary reason is, is that the good news of, of Christ is like a bright light. Jesus yep. says in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. Right. So right. I think that's where the metaphor comes in. Right. He wants to keep us yeah. in darkness, mm -hmm. spiritual darkness. And, and then one of his main tools is, is uh, lying. Yeah. So if somebody says, um, well, how did this universe get here? Mm -hmm. And they say there was just a big explosion. There was nothing. Then there was a big explosion. Mm -hmm. Well, you think. It just it doesn't seem right, yeah. but people yeah. buy into it. Mm -hmm. And then they say, well, how do we get such highly developed organisms? You know, you're going from mm -hmm. plant, one cell, to plant, to animal, to primate, all the way up to a human yeah. being that can yeah. has self-awareness and yeah. can put things together and can reach the moon mm -hmm. if he wants to. Uh, well, that's just a higher level of evolution. Well, that's a lie, you see. The truth is we're made in the image of God. The truth is we're yes. endowed with this incredible mind. The truth is right. we have capacity for speech. Mm -hmm. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, now there's variations on that, but nevertheless, yeah. that's the kind of lies that want to be taught and right. put in culture and put in educational systems. Yeah. And again, uh, yeah. one of his, tr his main things, Jesus calls him a liar from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And this is one of the things uh, we see him doing. Right. And... So when you look at, you'll see him exposed a little bit in the book of Job. I think this is where we ended last week in Job chapter 1. Um, Job chapter 1, <laughs> and this is the famous account where he comes. Um, just look at verse 6, and, chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. Okay, one day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. <laughs> then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Okay, yeah. so now that's who, mm. it's curious that mm. Satan is in the presence of God, you know, yeah. but he's, yeah. he, he, 
He has access in the sense that he can be an accuser. This is one of the main titles of Satan, mm-hmm. is accuser. Right. That's because he'll say in verse 9, mm-hmm. Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's got a motive. He's, you blessed him, you protected <clears throat> right. him. And so now he's going to allow this. Very, what is very interesting about this, we got insight into the spiritual realm here. Yeah. Job is not aware that this is going on. Right. You Just like people yeah. on this earth right now today. Yeah. They don't realize mm-hmm. that there's a spiritual spiritual mm-hmm. arena that is happening all around us, but because this is all we see, hear, feel, touch, mm-hmm. this is all we think is real. That's not what the Bible says. No. There's a lot going on. Absolutely. And then if yeah. we could, you know, like Elijah's servant, when he says, Lord, mm-hmm. open his eyes, and he looks and he sees all these right. angels, you know, chariots of fire all around us, and he goes, what is this about? Well, that's because they're exposed right. to the heavenly spiritual mm-hmm. realm. So now what he wants to do <clears throat> is tempt him. or he, God allows Satan. He says, okay, uh, verse 11, stretch out your hand and touch all that he has. And this is Satan saying, he will curse mm. you. Mm-hmm. The Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. In other words, don't touch his body. And then he starts mm. coming. Storms, mm-hmm. winds, enemy forces come in. These are all, it's suggested here, they're inspired mm. by the demonic. Now, you don't want to overread this. Right. But it's very suggestive. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. And you'll yeah. see this in the New Testament <clears throat> yep. when Paul says, I had a thorn in my flesh, which was a messenger of Satan. Mm. Jesus will talk about a crippled woman who was bound by yeah. Satan for these many years. Mm-hmm. So he, there is this mm-hmm. influence to some capacity in the natural realm and how yes. he does it and the wherewithal, yes. we're not real sure. Right. But we're known that. Uh, we're going to see this. Mm-hmm. His life, his power over unbelievers. When we come into the New Testament, it's kind of expounded on. Mm-hmm. But our power as a believer is much more powerful than Job's back then. Mm-hmm. Number one, we're indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Number yeah. two, Jesus will say, "All power and authority is given unto me." After his mm-hmm. resurrection, mm-hmm. go make disciples of all nations. Mm-hmm. I give you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. Mm-hmm. That's right. a metaphor. So we have a lot of spiritual power that was not available in the Old Testament or the Old Covenant. And that's why it'll mm-hmm. say in James chapter four, "Submit yourselves yes. therefore to God, get right. under His authority." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. See, that's a yeah. lot of power. Oh, I see. That's a yeah. lot of power. Right. Now we don't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. It's not our doing, but it's 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 almost like if you are a policeman, yeah, and you're directing traffic in downtown Cleveland, you you've got a lot of a number one. You have a lot of authority, right? Because if you get in the jam, yeah, you can get on your radio. You can call the city police. If need be, they could call the state. The governor yeah. could call the National uh-huh. Guard. If it got uh-huh. bigger than that, you could call federal help sure. and get U.S. troops. Sure. So you got the authority, but you also got power <clears throat> in your pistol, in your in your mm. what's on your hip. You see, authority, power. Mm-hmm. So too, we as Christians, and we'll pick this up on another show. We'll look at yeah. how the demonic interact yeah. with mm-hmm. believers. It's right. very different than oh. unbelievers. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Any thought, David? Please or Tristan. Go ahead, Tristan. You have anything? Uh, I wanted to I wanted to to talk a little about um, kind of a comparison between the Old and New Testament mm-hmm. with spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Just just specifically um, regarding the armor of God. So in the New mm-hmm. Testament, in Ephesians six mm-hmm. six, um, or no, I'm sorry, in Ephesians six verse right. ten, I think it mm-hmm. talks about we have six new pieces of armor that we are equipped. Mm-hmm. I'm actually a little curious as to what you brought up earlier on how spiritual warfare was different for Job. What did they have back then, Mr. Murthy, compared to now? Well, the the big thing back then was he was a righteous man, yeah. and he held on to God's word. In other words, he his allegiance was to God. Mm-hmm. That's 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 what Satan wants to shake. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. saying if you'll take this away, if you'll hit him, and then ultimately God says, okay, you can. He's, mm-hmm. Job, Satan will say, well, you're not touching his skin. In yeah. other words, you're not putting a disease right. on him. Then God says, okay, mm-hmm. go on. Yeah. And he can put these all these mm-hmm. boils to come on. So he, his main thing was his conviction that he was a servant of God. Yes. And he clung to that. Yes, that was did. his yeah. big thing at the end. He wins, so to speak. Yeah. He's a trophy right. for God's show, mm-hmm. trophy game. Yep. And he'll become a testimony throughout all the centuries. Yes. Right. What Job doesn't have that we do have right. to your point, Tristan, yep. number one, uh, we're on this side of the cross. Yep. In other words, uh, forgiveness of sins through the shed blood of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. That was all future mm-hmm. at the time of Job. 
big, big thing is the coming of the Holy Spirit where yes. it dwells us. Back right. then, the Holy Spirit would come upon right. prophets of God <clears throat> and holy men of God. Three, we have the full sweep of Scripture. Mm -hmm. he, Job is one of the earliest books written in the Bible, sure, so yeah. I don't know how much. So he didn't, he didn't have the complete, no. the complete story. Not like we do. Yeah, where Christ came back, and, and actually we get our power through God. You know, everybody focuses on faith, the, you know, the shield of faith. Right. People say you have to have faith, you know, brings faith. No, faith brings God. And so I think, you know, there's sometimes that issue of, you know, what is the shield of faith? It's believing in God. And when you do that, you, you bring God in front of you. He actually comes down. It's not faith itself, but it's faith in God. So this armor is God standing in front of us. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's the key. And that couldn't have <laughs> happened to Job because Christ didn't do what he did. You know, the death, resurrection, the perfect uh, sacrifice so that the Holy Spirit came down. Because remember what he said to his apostles, you want me to leave. Yeah, so that the right. Holy Spirit will come upon you. Right, right. So it's, right. Uh, but you know, back then he, it, and that's interesting. It's a good question because Job really didn't know God, you know, in some ways, right? He realized his formulation was wrong because all these things were happening to him. But he thought he lived a good life. And you know, he also yeah. question. He does question God. You well, know, Job, yeah. Job never, Job never cursed him as right. as, as as was Satan. Right. Even stole. his wife told him, mm -hmm. "Why don't you curse God and die?" You know, I mean, she right. would say that's, yeah. that's where Satan wanted to get get him to that point. Yeah. Like in a checkmate, mm -hmm. so to speak, you know. Right. Like, right. Uh, mm -hmm. But he clung on to the fact mm -hmm. that he, he knew God. You know, God yeah. was real. What was very interesting of Job, I mean, it's a little sidebar, but how much he did know, if you look at Job chapter 19, um, it's pretty remarkable, this yeah, guy. And again, this is, yeah. this is one of the first earliest books in the Bible, period. Close to, it's like close to Genesis. Well, yeah, it's way back, yeah, well, it's right. way back to the books of yeah. Moses. But if you look at uh, uh, Job Genesis, chapter nineteen, yeah. uh, Job chapter nineteen, mm -hmm. and if you look at verse um, twenty-three and twenty-four. Oh, that my words were written. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. <laughs> That's ironic. Um, oh, that there was an iron pen and lead, that they were engraved in the rock forever. Now, now, look at oh, this. Do yeah. mm -hmm. you think he wants us to remember this? He says, yeah. oh, that my words were written, that they were inscribed in a book, engraved on a rock. Mm. Yeah. And with an iron pen and lead. Yeah. You know, no, you got kidding. paper. Yeah. You got a rock and you got a lead plate. Yeah. I mean, that's that. You, they find these things in the ancient, you know, these kind of tablets. What does he? What does he want us to know? What does he want us to remember? That his redeemer lives. Mm -hmm. For I know that my redeemer lives, and that he shall stand at last on the earth. So he's seeing the coming of the Lord here. Right. This is. Yeah. We're still waiting for this. No okay. kidding. And no, notice what he says then. And after my skin is destroyed, this I know, not I hope for, I think, that in my flesh. I shall see God. Mm -hmm. Now he believes in a resurrection body. Yeah. You see? Yeah, yeah. Then he says, whom I shall see for myself, uh -huh. and my eyes shall behold and not another. This means he's going to see God. Yeah. Which is Jesus Christ right. in the second coming. Yeah. So even though this is like the earliest book, this guy goes way, Man. way into the book of Revelation, yeah. way into the second coming. He we're still waiting wow, for. yeah, his right. surprising understanding. But, yeah. he, but he also understands even his own body <laughs> is going to be... Uh, risen mm -hmm. and he's going to have proper eyesight so he can see mm. this is pretty heavy duty stuff on how he got all this information yeah. we don't know I yeah mean, revealed <laughs> to him by the Maybe, spirit right, of god or right. audibly yeah, you know. I have, yeah. but that's he had these kind of things and so he could anchor his faith mm -hmm. it wasn't i hope so i think so maybe mm -hmm. so you know yeah statistically it might happen no right he know mm -hmm. and just like we today if we know this you can orient your life that direction mm -hmm. you right know? Yeah, you know, John, I, I want to take a step back just for a minute because I think it's important to understand, you know, the difference between angels and humans. Angels are entirely different kind of order than human beings. Right. Humans are not, human beings do not become angels after they die. You know, some people have mentioned that. Angels will never become and never were human beings. God created the angels just as he created right. humanity, mm -hmm. but we're created in the image of God, mm -hmm. right. and the angels are not. And so, I don't know, is there any, obviously you think of Lucifer, you know, wondering or hoping well, that he could be yeah. as close. They are know. called sons of God. I mean, yeah. you see that in Job. Right. So, um, what they actually look like, we don't mm -hmm. know. We do know when they manifest themselves, yeah. let's say at the resurrection mm -hmm. of Jesus, 
there's a man in a white robe yeah. saying, why do you seek the living among the dead? Uh, at his ascension, they're watching Jesus go up into the clouds of glory. Right. Acts chapter 1, and there's mm -hmm. two men in these white luminous robes, mm -hmm. so to speak. Usually, when you see a manifestation, usually... Yeah. In the in the older New Testament, right. they tend to be men, right? And they're often in glistening, uh, radiant robes. Mm -hmm. What my sense is that they they ratchet down all yeah. their uh, wattage, their volume of light huh. and all sure. glory, because yeah. when John sees one in John yeah. uh, Revelation chapter nineteen, he's completely undone. He mm. can't handle it. It's like, right. you know, if you take a two twenty power line and put it into a mm -hmm. one ten toaster. What happens? It's gonna, it's, you know, yeah. you know, it's it just can't handle. That's almost That's, every time though an angel is seen. The first thing they say is, "Don't be afraid." Luke one thirteen, yeah. Where Matthew people think they're like little cherubs, yeah. and they float around, yeah. and they you know blow kisses at you. Or something. These are been, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are like awesome kind of no things. No kidding. And they yeah. come and they're like, you know, and a you bring up a good point there. A we don't pray to angels mm -hmm. we don't you know we don't call them by name we don't even ask them to visit or this is up to god it mm -hmm. says in hebrews chapter 1 verse 14 mm -hmm. that the angels of god are servants are messengers mm -hmm. to the children of men mm -hmm. in other words to god's servants yep he dispatches them you see them releasing mm -hmm. peter from prison yeah in the book of acts or you see these different uh, interactions they have especially in the book of revelation mm -hmm. but um and you're right. Men don't become angels, and angels yeah. don't, you know, don't right. devolve right. and become men. Yeah. Um, angels do not have children. They don't procreate. Jesus said, um, "They're spirit beings. There's no chance for them to be saved again, mm -hmm. redeemed again. No, because they were in the very presence of God. There's no uh, faith issue. Right. We are not in the very. So there's that element of faith we yeah. have to believe or not to believe. Mr. Mm -hmm. Martha, can I interject for sure. a second? I, I I've been studying a bit um specifically the nephilim and mm -hmm. they they say in the earlier test in the earlier parts of the bible like in genesis um that the sons of man which we think referred to angels came down and had children with um the daughters of man do you well that's a good question tristan in, in genesis chapter six prior to the flood yeah. it says that the uh the sons of god saw the angels they saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they came down and they had relations, and then they would have with these men of renown. They call them mm -hmm. or giants or Nephilim. Right. Um, my take is you get two good schools of thought on this. Some say uh, uh, these were the righteous line of uh, 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 Seth. You know, the, they were cohabitating right. with the unbelieving line, and they, they yes. one of the reasons they corrupted the seed. That's why, I mean, they... If Satan is looking at the Garden of Eden, he knows there's this promised seed that's going to crush his head. You see that in Revelation, mm -hmm. Genesis chapter 3. So if he wants to, to stop this deliverer coming, he's going to have to corrupt that seed line. And how do you might do it by marrying, intermarrying unbelievers? So that's one thought. The yeah. other thought is, it's, could these be spirit beings? Could these be demonic, uh, what we call unclean spirits, cohabitating with human yeah. uh, women? And offspring. And then you get into this thing of kind of like uh, the Rosemary's Baby kind of thing, or this uh, idea of uh, mm -hmm. you know demonic offspring. Right. Which uh, now there it takes a more involved study in Jude and in Peter. They make small references to it. For example, in Jude, second last book of the Bible, it will say um, um, Jude uh, what? Uh, it's only one chapter. Yeah, it's only one chapter. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you look at um, uh, verse five, uh, five, actually 5, 6, and 7 of Jude. Now I want to remind you, although you once fully knew it, that Jesus, who saved a people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe, and the angels who did not stay within their own position of authority but left their proper dwelling, he is kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment of the great day, just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities, which likewise indulged in sexual morality and pursued unnatural desire, served as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. Okay, so when he mentions these angels, yeah. is this going back to Genesis 6? We don't know. Who did not keep their proper domain, you know, their, and, but mm -hmm. they left their abode, he has reserved for everlasting chains. But it seems to be in the context of the next verse of sexual immorality. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we likewise, likewise, you see, so that's 
it's one of these things in scripture I, I look at both sides you know I said well I don't know you know this is all we do know is they were destroyed in the flood right so that kind of ended that mm -hmm. whatever That's was right. going on yeah. because all you have after the flood uh -huh. is the new mm -hmm. uh, Adam so to speak mm -hmm. which is Noah and his family to yeah. start a whole new line um, but uh, it gets into a bigger topic because for one thing, we do know that when Jesus was in the delivered the demonica Gadara, he cast those spirits, unclean spirits, where? Into the swine. So these these spirits mm -hmm. somehow inhabited oh, yeah. that yeah. that that yeah. that that, that mm -hmm. uh, uh, creature, mm -hmm. you know, and then they all fall off the cliff. They run right. off the cliff because right. yeah. yeah. so. Yeah, I mean, it's a big topic. Maybe someday we'll cover it. I know missionaries that come back from remote places in Indonesia and other places that they traffic heavily in demons. And there's really strange kind of stories that's oh, yeah. hard to believe in an American yeah. culture in the 21st century. But we'll get into it one time. And then, uh, how again, I think good theologians come on this side of it. Mm -hmm. Good theologians come on this side of it. Is it a matter for faith and salvation? Definitely not. Does it help us to understand... The world we live in, yeah, perhaps that they're yeah. demonic influenced, have influence. Can we talk about that for a second, actually? You used a great example when you said that the pigs um, were the source that the demons asked if they could go into mm -hmm. when Jesus cast them out. In most situations, the demons don't go into another organism. Right, no, like, no. there is something in the New Testament, which is these these men, um, they try to cast out a demon, they don't have any spiritual power, and the demon does come out and attack them. Right, but it doesn't It doesn't go into any, no. any new organ. So why in that situation is it different and they go into an actual group of beings outside of the ones in which it was originally cast out of? Well, first uh, they ask permission. Right. Just like the, Satan asked permission of God mm -hmm. way back in the book of Job. And two, maybe Jesus wanted to display mm -hmm. the power how many actually inhabited this poor guy uh, that was living in a cemetery? Mm -hmm. And of course, pigs were unclean food. Mm -hmm. sure. Now that's a Gentile, but but it also could show the end game yes. of the demonic is what did mm -hmm. we say? Rob, mm -hmm. kill, and, kill. and what did they do? Killed and destroyed yeah. the pigs. Mm -hmm. They yeah. all jumped off this cliff. Yeah. So nice. we don't sort know. of stole them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. He could have ended their existence yeah. like that too. Right. So they asked to, yeah. to stay. You know, around, and that's how. But they. But then it. the interesting thing is, though, they didn't stay around because the pigs immediately. What do they do? They run down the hill and they drown themselves. Yeah, exactly. Right. So they don't yeah. stay. Yeah, yeah. I just find that game, fascinating. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and, and the whole thing there in, in mm -hmm. Mark chapter five is interesting because um, Jesus crosses the Lake Galilee, mm -hmm. goes yeah. through a storm. Yeah. And then, then he, the only person mm -hmm. he encounters there is this guy. He's living in a cemetery. Yeah. He's crazy. Mm -hmm. He's demonized. Mm -hmm. He's cutting himself, which means he has self-destructive right. behaviors. He's not sleeping day uh -huh. or night. He's crying out. The only thing the people from the nearby town can do him is chain him. Yeah, right. And he breaks the chains. Yeah. Well, yeah. look at—he's a perfect picture of an unsaved person. Mm -hmm. the, the bad habits that are leading to mm -hmm. destruction. Uh, nothing human beings can do for you. They can right. offer you advice and all this. Mm -hmm. He's living in a cemetery, but we might—we might live in a penthouse. But sure. still, if you're dead in your trespasses and sins, you're dead, yeah, spiritually absolutely. speaking. Right. And the only one that can help you is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Jesus comes from a far away off, goes through the storm of suffering on the cross to reach us, did yeah. he not? As an individual, he mm -hmm. delivers this guy. He's in his right mind. He's sitting. He wants to follow Jesus. Jesus gives him a commission. Go tell your friends what great things the Lord has done for you. Then it says, the next thing it says, Jesus gets back on the boat and goes back across yeah. Galilee. That means, it tells me, he went all that distance through all that difficulty to rescue one man yeah. that absolutely nobody cared about. Exactly. And that's the story of the gospel. Yeah, right. He, he comes, mm -hmm. that's God of the Bible. He comes yeah. all this distance, goes through mm -hmm. the storm of Calvary, reaches one person, yeah. he, gets him right. Didn't he actually go out of the way of their trip to go see that man? Isn't well, that, he goes all the way yeah. across, but that's the only one he ministers yeah. to. Right. Because the people are frightened. Right. Tell yeah. them to go, leave us. We don't yeah. want this. You know, Don't ever go, come yeah. back. And so... Right. Um, but yeah, it suggests it, that he goes that distance for the He one. left the night. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, Tristan, in Matthew 8, 29, uh, the demons on an island say, What do you want with us, son of God? Oh, good. Have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? Right. So, you know, he could have just tortured them, you know, or whatever <laughs> he was going to do. Uh, well, but, it suggests you know, that when they yeah. are cast out, they go into a bottomless yeah. pit. 
Okay. They're not free to keep inhabiting. Yeah. There, we do know that uh, angels, uh, demons were told they're the prince and power of the air. Right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it'll mm -hmm. say that uh, if we go to Ephesians, I guess we can touch on Ephesians. Uh, mm -hmm. They are um, surround Ephesians chapter 6, which you touched on earlier. Ah, uh, yes. And we'll touch on more when we look <clears throat> at the life of a believer. That they mm -hmm. circle around. Just like Job was going to and fro upon the earth, he says that in yeah. Job chapter one. Yeah. Well, so too, uh, it's suggested here that they are. Paul says here, um, Ephesians chapter six, where he says, verse ten. <clears throat> Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put yeah. on the whole armor of God that yeah. you may be able to stand against the strategy of the devil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, mm -hmm. we the problem with unbelievers is you don't know the strategy of the devil. Mm. That's why people will go, oh, I'll try this drug. Yeah. I'll go over here mm -hmm. and pornography. Go over here and try this. Get into the occult. Get into yeah. tarot cards. Into Ouija yeah. board. They don't understand. No. The, because it's almost like you're walking with blinders on. And that's why he'll mm -hmm. say in the next verse, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, right. but against principalities, powers, mm -hmm. rulers of mm -hmm. what? darkness yeah. of this age against mm -hmm. heavenly hosts, there they are, mm -hmm. of wickedness in heavenly places. That's the spiritual realm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so right. there you have, again, for an unbeliever, if they don't understand this, they're wide open. They're wide open. Right. And that's why very successful people will end up getting into something, alcoholism, cocaine, divorce. How many suicides have you seen from the people that have reached the top? Yeah. You know? Regardless and, and of what it is, rock stars or Hollywood stars. Yeah, and you know, I, I think that is so critical, John. The reality of the spiritual battle, uh, you know, it, we're, we're in it, whether we want to be or not. No Paul choice. even said that, hey man, you're in it, whether you're a believer or not. And I think, you know, it's a good question. Tristan asked right. me this, why more ministers and priests don't discuss this. Right. Because it's so important for how we're going to protect ourselves. Without the understanding of this armor, I mean, Jesus said in Matthew 22, 29, you're in error because you do not know the scriptures exactly. or the power of God. That's right. And this is a key component to no, that. I agree wholeheartedly. Hey, man, like you said, are you going to go on a football field without equipment? Right. Are you going to go play lacrosse or hockey or do any? Are you going to go into a battle? on the field without your tank or your Kevlar. It's the exactly. same thing. So, you know, for me, uh, this was very convicting for me when I started to look at these verses because I don't have a lot of verses memorized. And, and you know, when you take a look at Jesus, you know, how he was tempted, I mean, that's the perfect example if Christ used yeah. the armor of God sure. to defend himself when he was 40 days in the wilderness why the heck aren't we paying attention oh, to Oh, yeah. That? No, I agree. So, And you'll see how he did that. We can look at that yeah. another time in Luke yeah. 4, but it, it, it's very important. Well, and and it's point, not hocus-pocus yeah. either. Oh, this, no. this is real stuff. To your point, when I went in the Army yeah. in the basic training, I mm -hmm. went to Fort Knox, Kentucky, right, 1968. Mm. I don't care if you were going to be working in mechanics, mm -hmm. uh, if you were going to be in supply, if yeah. you are going to be a cook. Everybody had to know that rifle. Right. We started with right. the M14, and then they replaced it with the M16. Yeah. You had to know how to put on a helmet, mm -hmm. how to put on a bullet. You had to know how to throw a hand grenade, live hand grenade. You know, you pull the pin mm -hmm. and you hold the spoon. Mm -hmm. You had to know that. I don't care again what mm -hmm. field of service you're going into. Mm -hmm. To your to your point, David, is we should know this stuff. Yeah. We should know this stuff. And I don't doesn't mean you're going to be a pastor or a minister right. or a missionary. It's just everyday Christian life because man. They're coming. We, we got tremendous resources, okay? We Heck are yeah. very strong yeah. in Christ, just yes. like it said before. Submit yourself, therefore, to the Lord. Resist uh -huh. the devil. He will flee. Mm -hmm. But if you're not submitted mm -hmm. and you're not under that, mm -hmm. you're, you're just like those seven sons of Seba in the book right. of Acts. Right. Mm -hmm. They weren't believers. They go, well, yeah. Paul did this, and the demons yell out. We know mm -hmm. Paul. We know who, who are you. Right. And they just jump. They just mm -hmm. jump on him and start. Mm -hmm. It's kind of wild what's yeah, going on that is wild. Yeah. But the idea of this is real. Um, the the biggest way we think of demon possession or activity, because yeah. it's most uh, Hollywood likes it. Mm -hmm. They like the the big yeah, uh, sure demon really, possession yeah. and sure all this. Yeah. But the real thing is is yeah. uh, is uh, false truth. Yep. Remember I said uh, it says in Corinthians he blinds the eyes. He blinds the mm -hmm. eyes. Mm -hmm. And there's people going down that mm -hmm. trail. Yeah. And, and you can see this. Let me just show you a little bit in. Uh, uh -huh. If you look in. Uh, 
let's see here. This, um, second um, Corinthians in chapter 11. Second Corinthians chapter 11. Now, this is like really important stuff because mm -hmm. here's where the biggest uh, blindness mm -hmm. comes in. Mm -hmm. and, and Paul is very concerned with these believers here because mm -hmm. um, look what he says in verse 1 through 3. I wish you would bear with me in a little foolishness. Do bear with me. For I feel a divine jealousy for you since I betrothed you to one husband to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will also be led astray from sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Look at that. See what he's saying here? He's writing this mm -hmm. to believers or people that are interested in Galatia at this time. Mm -hmm. But he's saying, I'm a little bit fearful because yeah. I'm afraid... Look at the serpent. Mm -hmm. Remember how he deceived mm -hmm. Eve? He didn't come out with a lie. He just said, did God really mm -hmm. say? you?" Will? Right. He just a little bit of doubt. Mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. Then he says, you won't die. You'll be mm -hmm. like God. Okay. He says that your minds might be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. At, at one level, the gospel is really simple. Yeah. There is a God. He visited this planet. He lived a perfect, sinless life, displayed mm -hmm. miracles, taught like no other mm -hmm. man, dies on the cross, mm -hmm. rises from the mm -hmm. dead, through believing in that, you yes. can have new life. It's, it's, right. There's a certain simplicity yeah. to this. Mm -hmm. Now, it's very mm -hmm. deep at other areas. Mm -hmm. But he's saying, for if he who comes preaches another Jesus, which we have not preached, what would be another Jesus? What does he mean? Who would? How would Satan get in? What would be an example of preaching an, another Jesus? Maybe a prosperity gospel, for example. Or maybe a prosperity mm -hmm. gospel. How about... Well, there's vanity. How about Jehovah Witness? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You Do they mean preach the Mormons Jesus? Or, oh, yeah. Those they preach religions. Jesus. Sure. But as an angel, uh -huh. Michael the Archangel. Uh, right, yeah. right. Does Islam preach mm -hmm. Jesus? Yes, yeah. they do. Yeah. As a high and holy prophet. Uh -huh. You see, does Other Mormonism yep. preach Jesus? It yeah. does, yes. As, as a spirit mm -hmm. brother of Lucifer. Mm -hmm. See, they have Jesus in there, but when people go after that, mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's... Millions and millions of people uh -huh. are going after mm -hmm. that lie mm -hmm. and being misled. Yeah. Do you see how powerful this this mm -hmm. is? That's why he'll go on to say. Um, well, and the other the other one too is blasphemy. I was referring to like how we think we're our own gods and we look at vanity and other things on top yeah, of that right. religion. These, these yeah. kind of, yeah. But look what he says here. Look at verse the same chapter. Look at verse thirteen yep. and fourteen. For such men are false apostles deceitful workmen disguising themselves as apostles of Christ mm -hmm. and no wonder for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Look at that. It is. It's yeah. coming like a, yeah. oh this is a great mm -hmm. teacher. Mm -hmm. This is a great prophet with a new mm -hmm. revelation. Yeah. You see? Mm -hmm. Let's take it to the far end of the spectrum mm -hmm. here uh, of recent time. Think yeah. of Jim Jones. Mm -hmm. He called himself an apostle of God. Mm -hmm. He leaves a thousand people almost to Guyana mm -hmm. and they all end mm -hmm. up taking suicide. Right. Look mm -hmm. at David Koresh. Waco, Texas. Mm -hmm. He says he has the revelation of the seven seals of the book of People follow him, literally burn to death. Mm -hmm. Rob, kill, destroy. destroy. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So once you've got your glasses on, right. the scriptural glasses in terms of worldview, you start seeing through this mm -hmm. stuff. And yeah. so to your point, John, just to summarize, the Bible tells you how he plays the game. Yep. The Satan. And, and, and that's one of the key things that even believers need to understand. Oh, yeah. They need to get in the Word more. I mean, how long were you and I, you know, mm -hmm. Catholic, right? Roman Catholic, right. and we thought we were in the Word. I, I wasn't in the Word at all because I never understood any of this. But again, well, it, also, can, it also yeah. does, it does say what the enemy does, but it also the most important part of it is that it tells us to how to move our pieces right. specifically because yeah. I, I know Mr. Murthy you've taught me throughout my time studying demonic yeah. forces that you mm -hmm. can study demonic influence to understand yeah. a little more about them but the most important thing you can do is to understand the winning side which is the side exactly right. right that's right because you, Absolutely, that you're working Kirsten. from power right yeah that, um, that's terrific that's from well power yes. it doesn't matter upbringing uh -huh. you know we're part of this denomination that, right if we're not getting the word of God mm -hmm. that's what it'll say in 2nd Timothy it says, Timothy, from a little child, you have known the Holy Scriptures. Mm -hmm. And he got it from his grandmother, Eunice, and his mother, Lois. They mm -hmm. brought him up. Now you're a man of God, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. But we got to have that word of God. Mm -hmm. Now, let me show you the yeah. strategy, uh, how, how this works. Do you have a point, yeah. David? Yeah, I just wanted to, for what Tristan said, it, it's, it's right on target. If we're not walking in faith, 
God seems like a million miles away. With Psalm 18, too, it says, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. My shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Proverbs 35, every word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in exactly him. Exactly right. So right to your point. I mean, you got to understand that. And then even when he, those bad things are flying around your head, boom, you, you put it up. You put up the armor and say, "Yeah, get you know, get away." Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. right. You know, flee from me. I'm, yeah. I'm not playing those games with you. Yeah. So and that's exactly what Christ did in the wilderness. And you see yeah. that all through the Old Testament. Yeah. For example, when Joseph had a high position in Potiphar's household, yeah, and he was repeatedly mm-hmm. tempted. By Potiphar's wife, who yeah. must have been extremely beautiful because yeah. those guys, they mm-hmm. picked like uh, beauty queens, okay? Yeah. And Joseph wouldn't do it. He yeah. says, I cannot sin against God yeah. because he knew God had a call on his mm. life. Yeah. He knew it. Mm-hmm. And he ends up going to prison. He's mm-hmm. falsely accused. Mm-hmm. But then he's highly exalted. Mm-hmm. And he's way mm-hmm. up here, you see. Mm-hmm. Let me show you a little of the yeah. strategy because sure. we don't have many minutes no. left. But no. look at First Corinthians chapter 5. First uh, Corinthians chapter 5. And... Um, this is a this we get a, like a little uh, window here of uh, something going on in this church in Corinth. Look at chapter five, maybe verse one through three. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and of a kind that is not mm. tolerated even among pagans. For a man has his father's wife, and you are arrogant. Ought you not rather to mourn? Let him who has done this be removed from among you. Even mm. though absent in body, I am present in spirit, as if I presented. I have already pronounced judgment on the one who has done such a thing. Okay, what's going on here? This is a church he's right through. What's going on? In your own words. A man dies, Mm -hmm. and his son takes the wife as his own? Yeah, doesn't say that the husband died. Mm -hmm. It could be. (laughs) We don't know. All we know is bad enough that even the unbelieving Gentiles don't do it. Oh, wow. So it's a pretty Mm -hmm. bad whatever. Yeah. Got it? And he's saying, you're allowing him to stay in your church. You're not yeah. disciplining. You're like, you know, you're just so loving or embracing. Mm-hmm. You're not dealing with this sin issue. Notice what he says in verse 4. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, so this is authority. Yeah. Uh-huh. When you are gathered together, that's church gathering, mm-hmm. right. along with my spirit, that's Paul's mm-hmm. apostolic authority, with the power of our Lord Jesus. Then Look what must, he says in verse right. 5. You are to deliver this man to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Is this excommunication yes. that they're talking about? Yes, because look what he yeah. says in verse 7. Yeah, exactly. Um, Cleanse out the old leaven that you may be a new lump as you really are unleavened. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Then, then So put it out. Mm-hmm. It's like, you remember here the expression, yeah, one right. bad apple mm-hmm. spoils mm-hmm. the mouth. You have to put him mm-hmm. out. He's not repenting. No. Put him out. But when you put him out, mm-hmm. what does that expose him to? To Satan. Now, look at yeah. this. He's out of the umbrella yeah. protection. Yeah. One of the worst things a child can do, mm-hmm. okay, is run away from home. Sure. Now, I understood there could be situations where a child. Mm. But why? Because under the home, there's protection, there's provision, there's guidance. But child rebels and runs out, in a, quote, unquote, on the street. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen out on the street? Unprotected. Get into yeah, drugs, get into this, get yeah. into that, bad people. Yeah. <clears throat> now... Mm-hmm. In so doing, it's like the prodigal son. Yeah. When he left home, ran away from protection, mm-hmm. provision, what was he exposed to? The economy bottomed yeah, out. Right. His friends left yeah. him. All his money was he gone. He was left right. in a pig pen. Poor job yeah, market. Right. All he's left was a pig pen, right? Yeah. It got so hard out there. What did that do? It drove him Forced home. Him it back. drove him home. Yeah. Now let's see what happens here. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. We're just jumping between the Corinthians today. Yeah, this is this is... <laughs> Then this is sometime later. We don't know. Second uh, Corinthians chapter two. Mm-hmm. Now he says, um, in verse five, Second Corinthians chapter two, verse: If anyone has caused grief, he has not grieved me, but but he suffered his punishment. Mm-hmm. And then he says, this punishment which was afflicted by the majority is sufficient for such a man. In other words, you guys put him out. He's been suffering. Uh-huh. Now he says, therefore, look what he says in verse eight and nine. So I beg you to reaffirm your love for him. Oh, reaffirm your love for uh-huh. him. For this is why I wrote, that I might test you and know whether you are obedient in everything. Oh, in other words, test. In other words, he's saying, you did what I told you. The guy suffered. He mm-hmm. maybe is repentant now, right? Now what he says, look, he says in verse 10. Anyone whom you forgive, I also forgive. 
Indeed, what I have forgiven, if I have forgiven anything, has mm -hmm. been for your sake in the presence of Christ. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, do you see? He says, "Put him." I put him out under the authority. Yeah. Under the person. Uh -huh. Now he's basically saying, "Look, he's repented. Let's bring him back." We think it's the same guy. We don't know, but we're. we're it's the second letter. It came after the first letter. Let's, because your your motive is always restoration. It's not punishment. Yeah. And let's put guilt on this guy. But if he doesn't repent, he doesn't mm -hmm. repent. Oh yeah, okay? sure. Yeah. But now here's the operative phrase, verse eleven. So that we would not be outwitted by Satan, for we are not ignorant to his design. There it is. Now. Yeah. Not ignorant to his design. What designs. What does it mean in this context? What is his what what, what is Satan's strategy to do here? Yeah, go ahead, Tristan. To rob, kill, and destroy. Yeah, so. but how in this situation? Division. If the church doesn't, yeah, but how? He wants to keep him out. He wants yeah. to keep him out and right. don't forgive Give him. Yes, right. If you uh -huh. if you withhold forgiveness, you're yeah. causing a break. Yes, yes. Let's say like uh -huh. between a husband and a wife mm -hmm. or a friend and a mm -hmm. friend. If one is hurt mm -hmm. and, you, and you don't forgive, mm -hmm. like Jesus yeah. says, forgive yeah. as I have forgiven you. Yeah. You create a break mm -hmm. and right. Satan wants to get in there. Because he's, he, he wants, remember what I said, mm -hmm. Tristan just quoted, rob, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. He wants to destroy mm -hmm. that marriage. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are destroyed because of unforgiveness. Yep. A lot of friendships, churches are destroyed. And we're not ignorant. Uh, that's why when we walk down this path as we mm -hmm. believers, I, uh, over the, my 40 years in different venues and leadership, I see people doing this. And I go, look, it's not easy, but you've got to forgive. You've got to reconcile. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I remember one couple, they go, I go, you've got to do it. They go, well, who's going to be the one to offer forgiveness first? I said, the most spiritual of the two of you. They go, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm getting at, yeah. that he, I mean, yeah. right? You've all yeah. experienced you're not, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Once right, you yeah, did, yeah. then there's like wholeness. Yeah. It's godlike. Uh, it, it's it's powerful. Yeah. But the, what I'm getting at today, because as we come to a close of this whole mm -hmm. thing, is that's one of Satan's strategies. Mm -hmm. That's a big strategy. Mm -hmm. Now we think his strategy mm -hmm. is witchcraft and the occult and the Ouija. Yeah, those are his tools in his toolbox. But one of his biggest ones is unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see, and once that's in place, then he can start working. Yeah. He can start dividing, root of bitterness, anger. You know, you guys have known families that are split. Oh, yeah. That yeah. these relatives won't mm -hmm. come over here because of mm -hmm. this, because she said mm -hmm. that, and he didn't go to my wedding. And, mm -hmm. and then you think, mm -hmm. it wasn't that big of a thing mm -hmm. that caused it, you know? But now, yeah. if this works, they're bringing this repentant sinner back in, restoring him, mm -hmm. and, and we're an example mm -hmm. of a forgiving community. Yeah, because who did Christ die for? Yeah, all of us were you know, And, yeah. you know, when you take a look at that, you know, I, I think that's one of the key things for me is I actually kind of passed that over for a long time, you know, and my pride would get in the way about being, forgiving being people. Well, oh, no, right. just realizing that Christ went on the cross, not just for me and yeah, you. Yeah, right, right, right. Not just ah, for me yes. and you. Yeah, yeah. Right. He did it for the criminals that, you know, killed little babies, whatever it is. Yeah. He did it for everybody. Sure. And so that's that's the thing that pushes me forward. And um, so I, I think, you know, I'm not perfect at it at all because we have the sin of our flesh mm -hmm. in the way we were raised. Which is another challenge. You know, you always have to battle that, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think, to your point, because we know this stuff uh -huh. and we're wise, yeah. we can have wholesome relationships. Mm -hmm. right. But think, if you ever want to see a good documentary, or look at these people that bring exotic animals into their home. Exotic. A cobra, tiger king. This guy just, Siegfried and Roy, mm -hmm. he just died. I remember know, that? He I was, remember that. The, the uh, white tigers. The yeah. guy with the Alaskan that yes. used to go, grizzly man yeah. that was with the bears up uh -huh. on, and he got eaten by a bear. Yep. What I'm saying is, you bring this in, into your relationship, this unforgiveness, let's call it an mm -hmm. animal, a beast. Mm -hmm. right. And the Bible says, don't let it in. Don't mm -hmm. let it in. Keep it out there. Mm -hmm. But people think, no, I'm really harboring this grudge against so-and-so because he did so-and-so. But it's like having this, it may not bite you right away, but it's poisonous. Mm -hmm. It's right. poisonous. Mm -hmm. Keep it outside. Mm -hmm. Keep it outside. And then have that wholesome mm -hmm. friendship, home, relationship. Yeah, I mean, the bitterness piece grows into an uh, invasive vine. Oh, man. And you start to see how it gets around your neck, mm. you know, and everything in terms of, you know, how you do that. And, and I think, you know, even in the Lord's Prayer, our Father, you know, we pray for forgiveness to forgive others. And we're supposed to do that daily. Mm. It, you know, and so that's what I try and do. If somebody, I've, if I'm angry at somebody, I pray for them, even if it's hard for me. Uh, is what I've been trying to do, and it, it, boy, does that help. Well, you bring up yeah. a good point because when we next week we'll get into the spiritual mm -hmm. warfare. Because when when he says, "Beware, put up the shield of faith, mm -hmm. so you can defend it against fiery mm -hmm. darts." 
Now, mm -hmm. in the ancient time, you had regular arrows. I've mm -hmm. seen arrows in the museum at Masada mm -hmm. in Israel. These mm -hmm. little, they're mm -hmm. quite, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they could also hook uh, huh? cloth to them and yeah. dip them in yep. an oil or a, a petrol. Right. And they would shoot them and it mm -hmm. would burn. It wouldn't just stick, it would burn. Well, if we get a fiery dart, like an insult, mm -hmm. or somebody does something, mm -hmm. it just doesn't initially hit us, but what does it do? Oh, it, it burns. burns. Yeah. Remember the old saying, sticks and stones will break yeah. my bones? The names, the names will never hurt. Sticks <laughs> and stones still hurt, though. I mean, that's it. Um, but names, yeah. uh, that, that you carry with you. Do yes, you not? You do. Or an insult yeah. or a bitterness. And yeah. What, what Jesus is showing us here mm -hmm. is how to be on guard with the enemy and to be a community that moves forward in a world that desperately needs to see how this works right. itself out. Yeah, and John, the shield is so important. You know, it, it's akin to when the Roman soldiers carried shields, they'd cover it with heavy uh, animal hide, and yeah. they'd dip it in water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when the fiery darts came on them, you <clears throat> know, it would put them out. Now, the same with the Christian shield of faith. We need to regularly dip it in the water of God's Word and replenish it so it's functional. In Romans ten eighteen it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Right, that's great. And without each other, it's hard to get to to recast it a lot. And you know, and and just like simulating dipping that you know exactly animal hide shield, you got to have people around you too, especially strong Christians. And if you have people in your lives that are causing you to steer away from that, you have to make some hard decisions. Yeah. So, and you know, that's what, what it's all about. What you said, to pray for the other person. Yes. So let, let me give you an example. Let's say you get a fiery dart yeah. that, that this guy offended you or mm -hmm. insulted or ripped you yeah. off or something. Mm -hmm. if, you, if that comes and you use that as a, uh, a remembrance yeah. and you start praying for that person, mm -hmm. what are you doing with that fiery dart? That you're, you're, dropping you're throwing it at the, the enemy yeah. stronghold. Right. Mm. So yeah. that is no longer a fiery dart, but a fiery reminder. Mm -hmm. How do, what Satan, my friend, is an old-time mission pastor. He says, what's the devil going to do with a guy like that? Yeah. So he's taking a fiery dart <laughs> yeah. and saying, oh, yeah. I'm going to pray for Bill over there. He, yeah. he offended me, but you know, I want to see yeah. him come to Christ. I want to see him. So you're taking, how do you want to play this enemy, enemy? That's how the enemy's going to flee. Yeah. This guy, man, I can't touch this guy. So no, yeah. use those as right. reminders right. that, hey, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm going to pray for this person. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a reminder. I'm yeah. not going to take it as a fiery dart. I'm going to take it as a fiery reminder. Pray for that person. And what happens uh, with the fiery dart if it penetrates you? It ignites you. Oh, yeah. And so your anger for the other person hurts you personally, yeah. mm. hurts your health, hurts your relationships. I've seen it happen to me. It's and nationally, so, yeah, David. And, Look and at the so, national tone right, today. Right. I don't care if you're on this yeah. side of the party or on that side of the party. Yeah. The national tone mm -hmm. is shrill. Right. It's unforgiving. It's mm -hmm. gotcha. Vindictive. And Dick's yeah, and he right. said that and yeah. I said that. It's not... Anyhow, we can model this in our lives and yeah. in our families and then out from mm -hmm. there. But we'll pick this up again yeah. next week because we just really... You want to touch on the armor again Yeah, next we'll week? touch on the armor. Because we haven't even really talked no. about the full scripture of it. And we'll end up with the okay. influence in an unbeliever's life because the influence in an unbeliever is different yeah. than demonic influence in a believer's right. life. So we'll then go into that. Terrific. And by that time, we're well into June. Excellent. Oh my. So thanks for listening, everybody. Again, this is WNZN coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. Very happy you tuned in today, and everybody have a great memorial. Yes, um, yeah. Have I a mean, great when weekend. When you think about it, Memorial yeah. Day is, is to remember those that gave their life. Yes. And shed their blood that we can have this kind of freedom. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. no freedom without the shedding of blood. And right. the ultimate shedding of blood was Jesus. Mm -hmm. For without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. That's right. the greatest Memorial Day of all. Absolutely. You know, we shouldn't take Amen our freedom for granted. Yeah. Right? So thanks again, yeah. David. Thank you, Tristan. Great to be and here. God bless you, everybody. Have a great week. God bless y'all.